what rest is. When we're talking about spiritual rest, God's kind of rest, we want to learn about it from Jesus himself. And he said this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me. Where is rest found? Being with Jesus. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you go to verse 28, it talks about what labor is. It's to be burdened down. It's the picture of, uh, an, of an animal having been put a yoke on top of it and then going out to work in a field. And that labor can be exhausting. It can wear you out. It can be burdensome. It can be the kind of toil that really messes with the soul and the man on the inside. And when we talk about the soul, we're talking about the spirit. I'm sorry, we're talking about the soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions. And oftentimes, we as spiritual people, people of faith, people who love the word of God, we focus heavily on ministering to the spirit man, don't we? But you know, this soul of ours is talked about a lot in scripture. God wants to minister to your souls this morning, your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's so good here because Jesus said, come to me when you are feeling like this, when you're exhausted, when you're burnt out, and I will give you rest. Now that rest that we've been talking about, Jeremy mentioned last week, one aspect of that rest, and oh, was last week so, so good. Y'all, I stayed at home last week to rest, and I sat, I was sitting there watching, and I am just boo-hoo and crying like a baby. I mean, praise and worship was so good. Glory stories were so good. I love church here. Anybody else love church? Oh, so good. You know, it's one thing to come every Sunday to a place where you get entertained. It's another thing to come where your spirit is nourished and fed. And I know there's a lot of good churches out there like that, including this one. But I'm so thankful that I get a good meal every time I come to church. Last week, I'm just sitting on the couch boohooing like a baby. What is wrong with me? Hormones or something. I don't know. Anyway, all that to say... Um, <laughs> All that to say, he touched on one aspect of rest that is just so good. And it's the times of refreshing that come in the presence of the Lord. And then what it means for us to be the kind of people that refresh other people's souls. What an awesome thing. What an awesome privilege that the Spirit of God on the inside of us can lead us to bring refreshing to other people. So powerful. But if you keep reading in this scripture, if you were to study this out in the Greek, this word rest, I will give you rest. It means a refreshing, a quiet, or a calm 
and patient expectation. A quietness, a calm, <laughs> and a patient expectation. I just began to think about these aspects of rest. Did you know we say, we talk about entering the rest of God. The children of Israel were not able to enter the rest because of what reason? Unbelief, which manifested itself in many ways. What were those things? Complaining, nobody wants to talk about it. Complaining, murmuring, disobedience. Uh, It also manifested itself in hardness of heart. It manifested itself, that unbelief manifested itself in disobedience. And they were not able to enter into the promised land that God had so desired for them because of one thing, because of unbelief. And I, I think it's interesting that if you can enter the rest of God, you can also exit the rest of God. And we have to really ask ourselves these questions. How do I enter in? And then how do I exit? Not that you want to. (laughs) How do I come into the rest of God? What are the characteristics of the soul that will take me in and keep me in the rest of God? And then what are the things of the soul and the mind that will take me out and keep me out? Keep me from going in to the rest of God. Is everybody with me this morning? You're following? Just track with me a little bit because we're going to go somewhere, I promise. There is healing for your souls in this place this morning. So you want to go ahead and open your heart with me and just take it in and think about, oh, Lord, I receive it. I'm going to take it and just desire it, earnestly desire it this morning. You know, these, these three things to me, quietness, calmness, and patient expectation are amazing characteristics about the soul that can take us in and keep us in the rest of God. These are elements of faith that we don't always touch on. And they are a huge part of who God is in himself, in his character. He is not quick, am I right, to just throw something at you and tell you what to do and, and uh, make you do something, is he? No? The Bible, Psalm talks about how he is like a still, small voice. And if you want to hear him, he'll give it to you. If you want to see it, he'll show you. If you want to experience him, he will be all that you want him to be if you want it. But if you don't, he's a quiet God. It's awesome to think about. Um, he's also calm. <laughs> And he's chill. And he's cool. And we should endeavor to be a lot like him. Calm, chill, cool, not easily moved, not easily swayed, just consistent. 
He's calm. And you know what else he is? And if any of you are parents here, you know this. He is extremely patient with us. Is he so patient? I mean, can you look back over your life and think about at times how slow (laughs) you and I were to get something? And he was just so patient the whole time with us, holding our hand, walking with us until we got it. Isn't he awesome? Oh, he's patient. These are the characteristics of our God. Quiet. Now, you know, if you go back and you look in the Old Testament, you can see him. He can uh, be very demonstrous, (laughs) and he can command uh, a place. He can show up in the pillar of fire. (laughs) You know, he is awesome. But there is a, a part of God that's gentle, and there's a part of God that is sweet, There's a part of God that's calm and quiet, and he's also patient. Um, if you'll read with me, this is, you don't have to turn there, but I'll read it to you. 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12, it says this, that we should aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one right there. And to work with your own hands as we have commanded you that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. The New Living Version says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands. Hey, isn't it interesting that quietness can also manifest itself in work? I hear a lot of people when they talk about rest, they often think that means doing nothing. No, the kind of rest we're talking about is the kind of rest where you take off, you stop toiling, and you stop trying to labor to make something happen yourself. You stop trying to be the driving force behind your miracle. No, you enter into the rest of God. This is the peace of God. This is the stillness of God. This is the quietness of God. This is Oh, this is the presence of God. This is the rest of God. So to work, he even tells us, be quiet, but also do the work that I've called you to do. You know, for years and years, I have prayed this uh, in regards to rest. I have made this my prayer. Father, help me to live a life at rest, to do all you've called me to do, nothing more and nothing less. That is the place of rest. Not trying to create your own life. Not trying to make everything happen in yourself. But entering over into the place where you're only doing what God has called you to do. It is work that is energized by the Holy Spirit. It is work that is energized by His presence. It is the labor that even the Bible talks about diligence, that kind of diligence. Oh, it's working all right, but it's entering into that work with such peace and such rest, knowing that I'm doing exactly what God has called me to do with my life. This is quiet life. This is quiet work. 
It says this in the Amplified, make it your ambition to live quietly and peacefully. See, the rest of God, the rest, it's actually a location. Kind of like, have you ever heard someone say to you, are you in faith about that? What is that? Are you in the location of faith? Have you stepped over into a place of faith on that subject? Are you in faith or are you out of faith? Are you over in the rest or you, have you exited the rest? See, if you can enter the rest, you can also exit the rest. And I think about this, where this rest comes to play, I think more than anything else. Again, like I said, we talk about rest being all these physical actions that we can do. Taking a nap, going for a walk, resting, you know, going to sleep at night. Um, All these physical things. But you know where rest begins? It begins in the heart and it begins in the mind. And I like to think about this. You know, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6. He said, Do not worry about your life or take no thought. A lot of people say, oh, well, should I just not think about anything ever? No, no, that's not what he was saying. He was saying, take no anxious thought, no anxiety. You know, anxiety is not rest for the soul. Loudness noisiness, always being busy with things all the time, running to and fro, always being scattered about, noise, noise, noise. It's not quietness. No, God is talking about us coming into the place where we get over into his rest. This is a kind of trust that leans on the promises of God. You know, the Hebrews, I'll read this to you in, um, in Hebrews chapter, let's look at, um, let's see here, let's look at chapter, um, chapter 4, verse 2, you know, this is all talking about the Hebrews that the children that did not enter in because of unbelief, and he's encouraging us that there is a promise for us. Let's look at verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it. He doesn't want you to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them or did not work for them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. What is one of the first things we can do to enter into the rest? As we hear God's word, as we hear his promises toward us, we should be quick to mix faith with that word. And these are some of the first ways that we begin to enter over into the rest of God. You know, some people may say, you know what, I'll, I'll, um, I'll get to my promised land and then I'll enter the rest. No, it doesn't happen like that. You enter the rest and then you move over into your promised land. That's how it works with God. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to begin to lean on him. That's what resting is, isn't it? Just like you who are demonstrating faith in here today sitting in your chair. You sat down and you trusted that that chair was going to hold you up this morning. Aren't you thankful we're not all sitting on the floor? 
So you've sat down and you are trusting God to hold, to st- or trusting that chair to hold you up. And it's kind of like that with faith. I'm going to lean over on him. Once I have heard his word, once he has spoken to me, once I have seen it in scripture, I'm going to take him at his word. And at that point, I'm going to mix faith with that which I have heard. If he says that he's going to take me over, I'm going to mix faith with that and I'm going to go on over. If he says that I'm going to come out of this place of sickness or disease or this place of lack or any of these things that have tried to come against me and my family, if he says that, then I'm going to rest in him. I'm going to mix faith with him and I'm going to trust that he's going to take me over into that promised land. Mixing faith with the word is one of the first steps in getting over into the rest of God. It says in verse 3, for we who have believed do enter into that rest. Now I want to talk to you some more about this. You know, how do you know you are uh, entering into the rest? Well, you have come into a place. You can recognize it by very, very obvious things, outward things. What is your soul like how healthy is your soul is it stressed the stress-free soul is how you know you've entered into the rest of God how do you know you've come out well you are stressed all the time I mean when you wake up at 5 a.m in the morning you you are up on your feet going 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 and it starts out where your mind is anxious worried toil, depression, I mean, all these things are signs that the, that the soul needs to find rest. Jesus said that about taking no thought, but you know what else? I just, Philippians chapter 4 keeps coming to me. You know, it talks about how you can rejoice in the Lord. It actually says, this is the command. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then it says this, be anxious for nothing. Isn't that just like what Jesus said? Take no thought. Be anxious for nothing. But with everything, by prayer and supplications, with requests, with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. And then what happens for the soul? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, was going to come in and it's going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to talk about the thought life. You know, the Bible, uh, the Bible is so clear on this. I'm telling you, rest will begin or end right up here. Right up here in your thought life, in your mind, in your soul. And it says this, brethren, whatever is true, think on these things. Whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, basically think on beautiful things. Let your mind only go there. Whatever thing is a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And these things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these what? Do? Oh, is that doing something? Doing something. Do, being a doer of the word, doer of these things. And then what will be the result of you doing these things? The God of peace will be with you. There is nothing like living in the peace of God. 
That's being over in the rest of God. Nothing like entering into his peace. Did you know the Bible tells us that with peace and tranquility will lead to a long life? You want to know the secrets to longevity? You want to know how to live long and strong? Don't be stressed out. (laughs) Don't let your mind be anything but at rest. How important is our thought life? So he addresses these things here, things that will take you out of the rest, worry, being troubled on the inside. Didn't Jesus say that in John chapter 14? He says, let not your heart be troubled. Troubled? What is that? That's frazzled. That's that's noisy. That's cluttered. Troubled. That's worried. That's fearful. Don't let your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. How do you know you've exited the rest? There's fear on every side. There's trouble in your mind. Things are at, you're not at ease. You're not at rest. There's no peace. There's no joy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us this morning. This is so, so refreshing. I thought about James chapter 1 where it says, Count it all joy even when you fall into these Places that you don't want to be in. Count it all joy. Why? Let's just read that. Let's go to that and read it. I didn't have it in my notes, but obviously the Holy Spirit has it for us this morning. It says, count it all joy, James 1 verse 2, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, it produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So patience is another way you can know if you have entered the rest of God. Now I was, um, does, any, does anybody ever go to bed at night and oftentimes you either wake up in the night and the Lord speaks to you? You know, he does that. Why? Because you're at rest and you're quiet in your mind and he can actually get through to you sometimes (laughs) he will speak to me sometimes in my sleep or I'll notice sometimes when I first wake up in the morning and everything's quiet and the kids are still sleeping and Jeremy's still asleep and I wake up early I I can hear him speak to me clearly And on July 4th, I woke up in the morning and I heard the Lord say something to me very clearly. I had been seeking him about some things in my personal life and in the life of this ministry and in this church. And I heard him say these words to me. (laughs) You have need of patience. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.